Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Aware, aware, my little lamb be aware, aware has he gone? Uh, well, that's a good question. If you have uh, kids that are in high school, junior high, whatever the case may be. Uh, like the Noble family, we have our four kids, 28, 25, 22, and 18, soon to be 19. And three out of the four of them go uh, went off to college. The, the youngest one just started as a freshman. That is a huge decision. And as a Christian family, uh, whether you're a homeschool family, a private Christian school, public school, whatever the case may be, uh, that can be a daunting decision for a lot of us. And, and I think some of us are uh, under the illusion that you can find some Christian school somewhere that it's going to be as pure as the wind-driven snow, uh, just like the Republican Party, and everything is going to go your way, and your kid's going to grow up to be the next Billy Graham, or whatever the case may be, uh, which is patently ridiculous. And, and uh, we talk about Christian education a lot. Obviously, you guys know what I do. Every week with Noble U, I have a passion for this subject, so when God puts something on my radar screen... Uh, anywhere where he's doing something in Christian education, it always gets my attention. Uh, but I am a skeptic. I mean, I've been on the radio since 2007, so I'm very skeptical. Uh, I'm not easily sold. And, and every once in a while, you just find out about something that's so obviously of the Lord that, uh, that I, I'm going to get involved with that uh, if, it's, if there's any way, any chance at all. So I've got a good friend that's been on the show many times, Todd Von Helms, who is actually one of my neighbors, but a dear friend. We've talked about his book, uh, Before You Exit. He's just a, an incredible Christian guy, way smarter than me. And Al, and he, he's done a lot of stuff with Christian institutions. And then not that long ago, he said, hey, Steve, I'm, I'm starting to work with Montreat College. And I'm like, Montreat College, that's not that little place I've driven by a hundred times up there by Black Mountain. And he goes, uh, yeah, that's it. And, and I'm thinking, isn't that associated with the PCUSA church or something? Isn't there a USA church up there? And, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, but uh, now my friend Todd is rock solid. So if Todd's involved with Montreat College. I already know that Montreat College is going to be someplace that I can get behind. So then he said, hey, I want you to meet uh, the president. I want you to meet uh, Paul Maurer and uh, talk to him and then maybe do a show. There's incredible things going out there with cybersecurity. I'm like a tiny little Christian school in Montreat next to Black Mountain has cybersecurity. Uh, yes. And he goes, I'm telling you, you got to talk to the guy. So so Paul and I talked and then we did a radio show and I was just amazed. <clears throat> and so we started talking then about uh, reaching homeschoolers and trying to get more homeschoolers like me. I was ignorant and made a lot of assumptions and God's just been doing some amazing things out here at Montreat College. So we had the opportunity to talk. I've talked to several of their folks about uh, reaching homeschoolers and, and trying to use my own homeschool network to get more people involved. And so we just decided, hey, you know what? I, I would love to go out there and do some shows there. They've got a homeschool, basically an open house coming up on Friday, December 1st here. It, Montreat is beautiful. Black Mountain, the whole area is beautiful. Mountains of North Carolina. And so why don't we just do three shows live on campus, which is exactly where I am. So uh, 
uh, too bad for you if you're not on the campus of Montreat right now and uh, next door to Black Mountain. This place is absolutely spectacular. Of course, in October, the leaves are starting to change. This is a beautiful campus, and it's really amazing what's going on here. And so we're going to have a we're going to spend the whole hour talking about taking kind of all of us on a, on a little bit of a virtual tour, uh, not so much of the physical structure of the campus, although it's beautiful, but the spiritual structure, the theological structure, the academic structure. What is God doing here? Uh, why would the federal government uh, uh, get involved with Montreat College? It's just, it's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. And for me to say the federal government's involved with any Christian school should make you nervous. But in this case, it's borderline miraculous. And so, hey, Paul, it's good to have you back on, buddy. How are you? Thanks, Steve. Great. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Were you wondering when I was going to shut up? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just going to listen to you. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we've got a couple of your uh, compatriots here with us today. Uh, Rachel Toon is here, who's looking a little bit like a hipster. you got the cool glasses going the whole Born night. Born and raised Pacific Northwest. So oh, that explains fair, yeah. everything. So uh, <laughs> Rachel's the Dean of Spiritual Formation here at Montreat College, a.k.a. Campus Mom. And then Alex Sossler's here, who looks like he's straight out of the pharisaical school of hipness himself. Uh, and Alex is the, up with Rachel here. <laughs> trying to keep up. Alex is the chair of Bible theology and ministry. And, and so we're just going to kind of learn about what's going on out here, you guys, and, and as, as well-rounded a conversation as we can have. Uh, but, Paul, why don't you kick us off real quick? We'll hit the commercial break here pretty quick in about two minutes. But just kick us off with when you have an opportunity to talk to somebody for the first time about Montreat College, in this case we're really trying to ring the bell of all my fellow homeschoolers, what do you generally lead with? Well, I'll lead with it. the most important part of who we are is our identity as a Christ-centered institution. Um, uh, yes, we are an academic institution, but we're a theological educational institution. And so we start with our theological core, and we are rooted in historic biblical orthodoxy. We believe in the full uh, infallibility and inerrancy of Scripture. We believe it's fully authoritative in all matters of life and conduct. We believe it teaches that marriage is a covenant between a man and a woman that life begins at conception. And we make all these things conditions of employment at the college because we think that if you're going to promise to deliver a Christian or Christ-centered education, you need to have people that believe those things. And so that's how we hire. And um, we have a really, I think, a really thriving, unified culture of people that deliver a high-quality, rigorous Christ-centered education. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of the whole package, and then we'll spend time, uh, and then Paul, I mean, when we hit the break, I'll put you on hold, but you'll be on the whole time when we're talking to Rachel and Alex, and then just, uh, you guys just bounce around. We want to get to know all these various aspects of what God is doing here at Montreat College, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk with Rachel. Rachel, we'll talk to you about spiritual formation and, and discipleship, and the interesting thing here at, at Montreat is uh, this is this open campus to people. You don't have to be a born-again Christian to come here, which I love. Uh, that's the world. That's where we should be getting spiritual formation is how do we deal with that? The difference between Christian students and non-Christian students, Rachel, you were mentioning that a couple minutes ago, which is really interesting. And then Alex, of course, we'll talk about on the academic side, the theological side, and then Paul, feel free to jump in whenever you want. But, but Rachel, let me just ask you this. We've got about 30 seconds before the break. Why'd you come here? Like, why are you here? Not, not like in this room, but at this school. I really do believe in what we're trying to do here, and particularly the aspect of not only the Christ-centered identity of the school, 
but the mission of a of a uh, open enrollment student body of having believers and cultivating resilient faith, but also non-believers. And so the, I'm, fr- I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so evangelism is how we have to roll. Um, that is just, man, it's awesome. So, so you're the you're the one believer from the Pacific Northwest and you escaped? Is that what happened? Something like that. More the missionary from the Pacific Northwest to the Bible Belt. Yes, excellent. We need that just because you're in the Bible Belt. Uh, everybody doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Some people in the South are hell-bound, believe it or not. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show on the campus of Montreat College, montreat.edu. We'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. So, so offensive. I thought this was a Christian talk radio show. Was that Boston? Were they just playing Boston and the bump music? Yes. Uh, we actually have some secular music that plays in a Christian talk radio show uh, because I believe there's some valuable intersection between the kingdom of God and the secular world, uh, which doesn't make me much of, of a dissimilar person from the folks here at Montreat College. Montreat.edu is the website. Montreat.edu. Beautiful mountains of North Carolina. Uh, head east on 40, head west on 40. Uh, you're used to the Black Mountain exit and then right behind Black Mountain. Beautiful Montreat uh, College in the, in the little town of Montreat. This is uh, the Billy Graham country. Uh, the Grahams got married in the chapel here. I was in the chapel earlier with Mark, took a picture, shot it over to Ann Graham Lotz. She's like, what are you doing in Montreat? Uh, it really is a beautiful town with, with a deep history in Montreat College. Uh, just miraculous in so many different ways. Paul, we'll revisit that another time to talk about the, the miracle at Montreat. But we're talking to Paul Maurer, who's the president. Alex Sossler's here with us, the chair of Bible Theology and Ministry, and Rachel Toon, who's the dean of uh, spiritual formation. All right, Rachel, uh, batter up. <clears throat> so let's talk about spiritual formation and just the spiritual life at, at college. Uh, because it's it's got to be, a, a to me, and, and you coming from the Pacific Northwest, it's got to be a really rich environment where you have Conservative Christian kids, maybe mainline denomination Christian kids, and then totally non-Christian kids, and maybe even some anti-Christian kids. So let, help us understand what that environment like is here at uh, Montreat. Man, we, we got all the, f- the flavors of faith and faith background and experience, and that's really why I love being here. That's what keeps it interesting and, uh, frankly, I think keeps it healthy in a lot of ways because yeah. uh, fundamental to what we're doing here is both evan- evangelism and discipleship, which is, is also pretty on brand for kind of the life of, of, of God, right? <laughs> <Those> <laughs> for are, a Christian, yeah. Those are both pretty integrated. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we have a huge range of, of people's experience, uh, which, of course, there's a, a challenge to that when mm-hmm. you've got such a vast discrepancy of what people know about faith and their commitment to faith. Certainly has, um, as I said, has some challenges. But that's also where the really sweet stuff is. I mean, we were just talking before. I'm teaching New Testament this fall, and several, a good chunk of the kids in there have never heard it before. Wow. And so can you imagine hearing the Sermon on the Mount for the first time? No. Or can you imagine being in school with someone who's hearing it for the first time. And that, that's formative both directions, right, both the person exactly. who is experiencing faith for the first time and also for the student who grew up in faith but is learning what it means to really embody that in a new way. Uh, and what we're trying to do, Lord willing, Holy Spirit empowered, really, we, I mean, we just show up and watch in a lot of ways. Um, but to borrow David Kinneman's language from Faith for Exiles mm-hmm. is we're trying to cultivate resilient disciples. And we're trying to move the ball down the field of faith, for lack of a more theological term. Whether yeah. a kid comes in here with no knowledge of God at all or angry and they leave curious, that's, that's a win. That's God a is win. at work. 
Uh, and if a kid comes in having grown up in faith and is passionate about Jesus and learns to love Jesus even more and embody him even more in, in the life they're living when they leave, that's that's a win too, right? We, I'm Presbyterian. We play the long game. So, um, so <laughs> yes, it's, you do. It's a lot of fun. It's very anti-American of you, by yeah, the way. We play is. a four-year game in America, <laughs> depending on who the president is. Uh, and, so, and so tell us a little bit about what your role, like what do you do on a weekly basis? <laughs> Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of things. This so, isn't a job review or um, anything. Don't worry about no, it. No, <laughs> it's just part of what I love about my job because that is not an easy question yeah, to answer. Cool. So last week, for example, uh, or in the, over the last few days, I subbed for Paul Owen's Greek class today. He needed help with demonstrative pronouns because he's out of town. I teach New Testaments. I run the chapel program here, so I'll preach pretty regularly or, or host speakers. Uh, I oversee small groups, and so there's early morning discipleship that happens with those leaders, and mm. they go off and do their thing. I oversee Alpha, if you're familiar with that, uh, the Alpha program out of the UK. Do all the is, students, like is chapel mandatory? Are small groups our mandatory? Our convocation is mandatory. Okay. So once a month we have a gathering where they're, uh, they engage with a, a believing speaker. So we just had Dr. Megan Sullivan out of Notre Dame, a faithful Catholic who uh, uh, leads the, the philosophy department there, for mm. example. Uh, so that's required, but these other things aren't. And so, but Alpha is for students who are not believers, so I oversee that. Cool. Uh, I make hospital visits when someone's mm, mom is wow. in there. Uh, so what we, percentage we, of the student body would you say that, as far as you know, are unbelievers? It, it depends on who you ask. I would, I would say it depends on how you're defining that. Spitball because, it. Just, you because don't know. I think there, I, well, I think they're about probably a quarter or flat out not even a little bit. Yeah. No, not even, no pretense. Right, nothing. I think there's a 50% of it could be anywhere on the spectrum where grew up in faith and maybe just immature mm-hmm. faith that yeah. hasn't really sunk in yet, but, or, or could be, yeah, I grew up, I grew up in church, but I, I've had interactions with students who upon learning Jesus was God. That was totally new information, even yeah, though they grew wow. up in church. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not asking for the Westminster, right, right. but, but you know, not really any kind of a baseline where I could verify right, any kind right. of salvific faith. So, um, it's a, it's a significant percentage, but that's also reality. Right. And, you that's know, the world. And there's not a lot in it. You know, what's in a name? And then some, I mean, right, um, I mean, I, I'm a stats guy mm-hmm. because of radio and 68, 69% of this country still will claim Christianity. And I'm like, okay, do you mind if I ask you an uncomfortable question? Why do you think you're a Christian? Okay, now now you're into the you're into the deep weeds and you're gonna find out real quick like somebody that says, Oh, I didn't know Jesus right. was God's son. Okay, well you don't go to a church. You go to some kind of a social institution, but you don't go to a Christian church. So Alex, jumping over to you, in in a classroom context, uh, when you're dealing with Bible and theology and, and these deep academic subjects, I mean, how do you do that with a mixed crowd? Yeah, it's um, I describe it as a fun challenge. So it's it what it's what keeps me up at night, but like in like creative ways yeah. because you're dealing with you teach to the person who hasn't heard the Bible before, and you lose those in church, and you teach to those who grew up in church, and you leave lose those right. at the bottom end, and you teach the middle, you lose both. And so, I mean, I think one of the maybe interesting thing is is that both think. Th- they, they're bored of the Bible for different reasons, mm-hmm. right? So like, ah, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Right. This is an ancient text. Or like, oh, I was grew up in church. I know this stuff. And so I think um, that, that uh, maybe allowing them to encounter it with each other for the first time or for in a new way. So, so asking maybe having a, a framing question, like a provocative question, mm-hmm. like what is, what is the good life? Like, right. Okay. Jesus says, I, um, you know, what must I do to, or the lawyer asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Like if you were to define that, like eternal life, yeah, there's longevity, but there's also a quality of that too. Like what would be your good life? Mm-hmm. And so then like just wanting to reframe their structures of what they're living and the questions right. they're asking 
and the Bible gets to like these deep fundamental questions, whether you're, yeah. you're coming to that from a faith angle or not. And so, yeah, I think making it, um, maybe provocative yeah. or interesting. In no, I think, it, I think, and, and I see this in my own classrooms is <clears throat> my assumption is just because you grew up in church and you're born again and all that good stuff. And you went to youth group and you got baptized 47 times, uh, odds are they're still in the, in the shallow end of the pool. They're just in the Christian end of the pool. Mm-hmm. And then the other non-believers in the shallow end of the pool and the non-believers shallow end of the pool, you're standing in the middle of the pool and you can talk to both of them mm-hmm. because they're both in shallow water. Uh, Paul, let me jump over to you. From a from a president of Montreat College, thirty thousand foot level, how do you guys kind of talk about this from a staff perspective and a leadership perspective? That hey, we we have both ends of the spectrum here, and we need to love them and meet them where they're at. Yeah, uh, it's our mission. I mean, this is why people work at Montreat College is mm. because we believe in the deliver. We believe in a sovereign, eternal God, and we believe in the revelation as as we find it in scripture, and we believe it's a level playing field that all people need grace, believers and non-believers. We all need redemption. We all need grace. And we get we get the opportunity to speak in the lives of 18 to 20 year olds yeah. and help them find something beyond themselves. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Paul, I'm gonna, we're going to uh, hit the break here, so hold that thought. I'm going to come back to you on the other side of the break. We'll continue our conversation live from Montreat College, montreat.edu. We're going to be here uh once again in November and then here on Friday, December 1st for a homeschool open house day. This is Steve Noble. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, live from a beautiful Montreat, North Carolina, Montreat College. Montreat.edu is the website. Montreat.edu is spelled just like it sounds. It's nothing fancy. Montreat.edu, a beautiful campus. God's doing some amazing things here. Uh, I, I think if you went back in the time machine 10 years ago, you would see the trajectory of Montreat is not what it is today. So God's just done some miraculous things here, uh, not the least of which was, was bringing uh, Paul Maurer here and then just assembling and continuing to, to assemble an incredible staff. Whether we're talking about the academic side or we're talking about the spiritual development side, which is why Rachel Toon is here with us, the Dean of Spiritual Formation, and Alex Sossler is also here, Chair of uh, Bible Theology and Ministry. So it's, there's a lot of different things going on in this conversation We'll be back in a few weeks, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at this. It's like a diamond; it's got a lot of different facets. So we're gonna look at a lot of different things. But if you're in the homeschool community, like I am, uh, I want to seriously challenge you to consider Montreat College. This is we're running out of conservative, theologically astute Christian schools in this country. And uh, and if you think liberty's your only option, uh, your head's in the sand. So you gotta. Get out of that little thing and walk away from that golden idol. There's some things going on there that's good. I'm, I'm fine with that. Praise the Lord. I can bless them too. Uh, but uh, especially if you're here in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, you're in this area. Uh, and, 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 and we haven't, we're not going to talk about it today, uh, Paul, but, uh, we'll, we'll come back around what God is doing here with respect to cybersecurity is just mind blowing. <laughs> like I just didn't even understand that. And the, and the federal government coming in, the state government coming in and Hey, we'll write you guys a big check and let's build a cybersecurity center there. And that, that's a, that's an incredible career opportunity. And uh, Steve, should Christians really be involved in cybersecurity? Yes. What, what are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. We need to be in there. Uh, and they need to learn their ethics from us, which God is also doing here at Montreal College with cybersecurity. There's so many different angles to this. That's why I'm here. You guys know me well enough. If I weren't excited about this and if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't have driven four hours to get here. I would have just blown it off. 
but but I am in. I'm all in. You know that. And that's why I'm here because I see what's happening. I, I believe in what's happening, and God is doing it. And, and people, it is October in the mountains, if I could just point out. Well, you didn't have to reduce me to some <laughs> sightseeing idiot. But, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a beautiful drive. I'm with you there. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for that, Rachel. Uh, but, Paul, I know you, you had a few more thoughts that we were talking about before we hit the break, so please take it away. Yeah, I, I just wanted – for people to understand – who we are at Montreal College, it's important for them to understand that we're a throwback. Hmm. We're a remnant of what used to be the norm in American higher education. American higher education is almost 400 years old now. Uh, Harvard was the first, founded in 1636. And for most of American higher education, you can categorize like, like 350 years of the 400 years, you can categorize what happened in one of two ways. Higher education existed to shape students' souls and or existed to help teach the meaning of life. Mm. And that's what we do. We exist to shape students' souls and to teach the meaning of life. And almost no one in American higher education does that anymore, and we do. This is at the very core of what makes our heart beat. I love that. That's such a powerful point, and it's and it is amazing. I, I read Harvard's original precepts and rules and, and perspectives and, and slogans and mottos to the kids in my uh, American history class, as well as the kids in my civics class. It is really amazing to look at that. I want to follow up on on what Paul just said. Uh, Alex, you go first, and then Rachel. I'll bounce back to you since you insulted me. Uh, uh, that that trying to shape souls and trying to help people understand the meaning of life. How does that occur in a classroom academic setting? And especially when we talked about that, you've got both groups in there. You have Christian kids in there, uh, some who are, some who think they are, who might not be. And then you have non-believers and they're not afraid to tell you that they're non-believers, but how do you develop souls and talk about the meaning of life in an academic environment? Yeah, I don't think you can escape it. I mean, Mm. not just because you're a Christian institution, right? I mean, the, the line that all education, whether acknowledged or not, is moral formation, right? You're, if you go to a secular university, yeah. they're not going to hand you a tract that says, hey, this is what we believe here. <laughs> but if you look at the rhythms, you look at their values, you look at their who's the highest paid person there, it's pretty obvious about what they're valuing, right? Um, and so I think at, at the kind of base level, every education is moral formation. How are we, what is our vision both of the end of education, the purpose of education, and human personhood? Mm. Those things matter a lot. So um, the way I usually describe it is an education is about ordering our love, kind of borrowing from the Augustine line that that virtue is ordered love. So there's right things to love in the right order, and there's wrong things to love in the wrong order. And then expanding or giving us new things to love, right? So you may come into a, in a liberal arts context, you have to take, you know, an English class or a mathematics class. You're like, man, this is just the pits. Yeah. Um, and I get that, right? So mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not our biggest interest, but sometimes, by the way, a teacher teaches it, loving the thing in front of you. You're like, well, I'm, I may not even like that, but I can, I appreciate mm-hmm. people who do. And so I think that that idea that Christians ought to be the most interested people in the yes, world yes. because God has made everything. Yep. And so we, we ought to pay attention. We ought to contemplate. We ought to care. And so I think it just starts with, with, with maybe care and attention. Um, is kind of how that development and moral formation starts to happen. And I love that. And, and to Paul's point in talking about developing souls and the meaning of life, we're talking about people. It always comes back to people. When I'm teaching world history, I'm like, okay, every single person that's ever lived in the history of the world, what do they all have in common? 
Mindy Alley's high school is looking at you. I'm like, come on, we, you know this answer. Somebody will say, uh, they're all made in God's image. Right, okay, so what does that mean? What else do they have in common? My two favorite words, human depravity. Okay, uh, so no matter where you go, no matter when you go, you're always going back to the same basic issues, which is human beings, which is why Solomon was right. There's nothing new under the sun. New news is old news happening to new people. And so once you start realizing it's all about people, then you have a common denominator, and whether you like math or not, you go back to the Sumerian culture, wherever you want to go. Why are there 360 degrees in a circle? That goes back to 2000, 3000 BC. And then you go, isn't it amazing what we could come up with? How smart we are? Why are we that smart? Because we're made in the image of God. And now now you're having people conversations, which is super cool. Rachel, what are your thoughts on that? Thoughts on in terms of... Yeah, just of- the souls and then meaning of life, what Paul was talking about. Yeah, I mean, I guess what, you know, more specifically, I spend most of my time in the specifically spiritual formation yeah. aspect of that, right? So meaning of life, souls, but with the particular Christian bent on it. Um, and I suppose, I mean, first of all, there's a couple layers to this because you can only steal so much credit for the, from the Holy Spirit, right? He's going to form whoever <laughs> yes. he wants, Amen. whenever he wants, however he wants. Right. So, right. Um, but from an institutional standpoint and from my, my role, right, part of what we're trying to do is create space for that to happen. Uh, regardless of where a student is at in their life with God, which is, as we've said before, both the challenge and also really, really fun. And so um, the overarching principle is, are we inviting students into a transformational relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus? Uh, Again, wherever they're at. And that happens programmatically in several ways. So, for example, uh, for students who are committed, faithful believers, our our small small group program is for them. Uh, Last year, they did spiritual disciplines together. This year, Mm -hmm. they're doing the Bible in, in a year. And Man, those small group leaders, if I just give them a shout out, they are just the sweetest. They are so godly and humble. And if we gave them the keys to the church, American church today, frankly, I'd feel a lot better about yeah. a whole lot of things. Amen. That's so cool. Um, and on the other hand, we have, we have Alpha, which is what, uh, that's a program that came to the UK. And it's for presenting the gospel to post-Christian unbelieving people. And so that's for the student who's either angry about church or has no exposure at all. Uh, we, we just, I just want to get... Jesus to kids, and I want to watch that happen. And I frankly do not care how we do it or yeah. when we do it, so we're going to try everything. Well, it's, very, well, it's totally <laughs> holistic, too. And, and I think for us as human fallen human beings, we throw everything we can at the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit will determine what sticks and what right. doesn't. And some stuff he'll throw back in your face, and you go, okay, that was a bad idea. I'll try something Correct. else. There have been many. Uh, but but <laughs> when students come to campus, what are, the, what are some of the things you want to make sure they experience? This is Montreat. And here's how we value you. Here's how we look at you. Here's how we treat. How do you want them to feel hmm. about how Montreat looks at them? I know. I really want them to experience Christian community and hospitality. Hmm. I think for like, that is one of the most compelling things uh, for students, whether they're in faith or not, when they really believe they belong, yeah. regardless of where they're at, they're what they're mad about. That's actually part of why our small groups are hosted very intentionally by community members by adults who are in local churches mm, uh, to be able to expose students again regardless of their of their church background to people in the local church to older believers uh, to know that they are cared for and loved by by Christians you mean you guys don't do age-based apartheid Try not to. You no. actually try to get some mature <laughs> Christian believers with some very young they're people. They're pretty helpful, actually. The older, the better. As to putting like them the into two different buildings. is if they're at least 75, they're in the varsity bracket. Yes. They're finally getting like useful. Like Paul. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, excellent. Uh, uh, Paul, I got about uh, – I don't have enough time to give you much time. Do you want to <laughs> chime in there for 30 seconds? I do. I want to add what Rachel said to say that what I want in addition to that for our students – 
is for them to understand they have a God-given destiny. They have something bigger than themselves for the rest of their lives. There's a purpose for them, and the world's not telling them that, and they won't tell them that. And so we get the chance to do that maybe uniquely in the early part of their lives, maybe in the entirety of their lives. Yeah, I, I love that. It's not some throwaway, hey, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. No, no, he actually does. You have a God-given destiny that is lofty language, uh, existential kind of language, and, and that touches the human soul. It touches the human heart because you're made in God's image. You know that you're made for something more, and we often settle for a whole lot less than what the Lord wants to give us. Uh, that's not happening at Montree, which is why I'm out here live at Montree College. Montree.edu. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. All right, we got a couple of youngsters in here today, Rachel Toon and Alex Sossler. We're at uh, Montreat College. I'm not going to ask Paul this question. Can you guys name that tune? Well, who's that band? Did you recognize that band? I wasn't paying attention. Repent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you, you got nothing, Rachel? I got nothing. Rachel, okay. I Paul, knew Boston. I knew the Boston right, track, That's good. But. Okay, well, you know, the old stuff's coming back. Paul, do you know what band that was? Chicago. Oh, see. <laughs> Blessed and highly favored. There's a real Christian on this show, <laughs> and it's Paul cities. Maurer. Yeah, it's just, what's the next city? <laughs> uh, Paul, let's, I, I, I was telling uh, Rachel and Alex before we came back on, I want to spend this last uh, segment today, and, and we're on campus. This is a beautiful campus, and Mark was kind enough to walk me around. I'm excited to uh, get to know it even more and, and continue to do whatever I can to support what the Lord is doing here. But let's, let's uh, focus on our homeschool community here for this segment, Paul. At the end, and, and we're talking about this as, a, as an emphasis for Montree. You've got a growing homeschool community here. Uh, from, a, from an institutional perspective, you've got a lot of years in higher education. Uh, you know what you're doing. You're led by the Lord. Why are you guys interested in homeschoolers? Because we think we're the best school in the state of North Carolina for homeschool families and certainly one of the finest options in the whole Southeast United States for homeschool families. We are a excellent fit for the values and trajectory of homeschool families. All right, unpack that for me and let's let's pull that apart and, and get to some like some specific applications and because uh, because we have plenty of homeschool families that are listening now and we'll listen to the podcast later. Uh, so so kind of make some of those connections. So when homeschooler gets involved at Montreat, and I'm going to talk to Rachel and Alex about this too. Uh, where are they going to find? They're going. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. This this this, this tastes familiar. It feels familiar. Uh, this this fits like a uh, like a comfortable sweater. Well, the first is uh, the values-based moral compass trajectory of who we are. Like that, our identity is first. Most homeschool families, not all, but most homeschool families do homeschooling because they have lost confidence in the public system to teach moral compass. And so they feel like, we, okay, I, I've got to figure this out. I will figure this out. We've got all kinds of resources, and I care about the moral trajectory of my son or daughter. Mm-hmm. So we care about that, and we will continue that process in the college years in ways that almost no other institutions of higher learning in America today do. So that's number one. Number two is you are known on Munchie College's campus. Like It's really, really hard to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Homeschool communities are tightly knit. They are known. Students on our campus we have a tight-knit community, and they are known. They are known by name. They are known by name right away, by faculty, by staff, by coaches, etc. 
And third is we have like-minded people on our campus. We have faculty and staff that homeschool their sons and daughters, and we have a percentage of our student body that are homeschooled, and so there's instant community for those students. Yeah, yeah, great. That's a great way to unpack all of that. And again, <clears throat> uh, Montreat inviting all of my homeschool friends, moms, dads, grandfathers, grandmothers. If you have a son or a daughter, grandson, granddaughter, specifically in the homeschool arena right now, coming up on Friday, December 1st, campus is wide open to you. It's a special invitation uh, to get involved and to come out here and check it out. Uh, it's It really is a beautiful place. And, and, and see for yourself. I mean, uh, take my word for it, take Paul's word for it, uh, what Alex has to say, what Rachel has to say, but you really need to come out here and see this for yourself and see what the Lord is doing here and and, and ask all those questions and people that uh, understand homeschoolers and understand the value that we bring to the table because homeschool students generally are a little bit of a different crowd than your average uh, students coming out of high school. Uh, You have to find the places that that will continue the process. I appreciate you saying that, Paul, because you want that process to continue. That's why I do what I do. We're all on the same team here. Uh, Rachel, for for you with with homeschoolers coming in and and, uh, from a spiritual formation, I mean, they've kind of already been in that world. We're very... Us homeschoolers, we're subversive. That's why we're homeschoolers in the first place. Uh, We don't trust the system. We're very serious about inculcating uh, moral values, moral ethics, good theology. So so when they come here and they've kind of been down that road, where do you go with students like that? Where they're already kind of in this world. Uh, And my kids grew up that way too. But you can make a lot of assumptions about that which I think is unhealthy. But generally when they come in, is there, is there something you've learned in your time here with homeschoolers that you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to meet you where you're at. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, I think once, as you said, so many of them do come in with a really helpful foundation and knowledge of the Bible of who God is and who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, and often many of them are committed, are committed to that. But I think that the, the most important question a Christian can ask is what does it mean to follow Jesus in 2023? Right. right? Amen. At this point in time, how does that work? What does that look like? How is that going to play out in my life as, as, I, as I follow the Lord where he leads? And I think what is particularly helpful for any student coming in here, but particularly the, uh, the homeschool crowd, is they can start bowling with some bumper rails. Right. And so our, all of our faculty and staff here, we're on the same page about what we, who we believe Jesus to be, the trustworthiness of Scripture, all those things. We actually have a lot of denominational diversity, which is really fun. We've yeah. got some charismatics. Yeah, that's fun. Alexes are token, token Anglican, of course. And uh, so we've got a it wide range. It looks the part. If we're, when we're on he video, sure perhaps one of these he days sure you'll see that. The be- it's the beard. It's all in the beard. I keep wondering uh, if Abraham's in the room. But so Alex. so there, there's the, some bumper rails of people who really are desires to nurture and cultivate yeah. faith. Like and um, they are in a student body where they are going to mm-hmm. interact all the time with people who don't believe what they believe, who don't behave how they behave, uh, who they disagree yeah. with. And so they're going to have to learn how to figure that out. And let me tell you, from a homeschool perspective, and I thought I'm, I'm really resonating with the, the bowling bumpers thing because, I, well, we like bowling, but I understand that. And a, and a lot of homeschoolers grow up with just other homeschoolers. It's definitely a bubble. Christian schools can be that way, but homeschool, I think, in particular. And so to come to a place like Montree where you've got non-homeschoolers, non-Christians even, but within the context and confines of a Christian environment with people that know the Lord, understand the scriptures. I love that whole bumper example, and I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Alex, on the academic side, talk about homeschoolers from that perspective here at Montree. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's um, there's an inherent risk of education, a good education, right, because – it's not propaganda, yeah. Right, we're not telling you what to believe, but we're get, if you only know your side of the story, you mm-hmm. don't really know right. your story, right? So, it's risky. We're going to kind of 
burst the bubble, but in a way that has bumpers on it, right? Like I'm not going, I'm not trying to deconstruct somebody's right. Faith. I want my, if you ask my goal for a student is that in my, well, like, what's the success? I was asked this year, like, what's it, what, what would be a successful student? And I think I had a good answer. And it was like in 20 or 30 or 40 years that they would be a faithful spouse and a good neighbor and a good parent. That's what I want. And so like, I'm not out to, um, to break you down, but I am, I am out to challenge you to say, well, this other people believe this. Why do you believe what you believe? Why don't you believe that? Right there with you. Um, and so I think that's, that's maybe the risk of education, but where uh, I think a really good, true education happens. Yeah. I love that. Paul, we've got about uh, four minutes left. I want to kind of throw it to you as a, as a way to finish up, uh, just inviting, uh, the people in the audience and, and whether you're, if, if you're, if you have sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters in the homeschool world, if they're not in the homeschool world, you still need to get involved with Montreat, but specifically for homeschoolers, uh, just kind of, just kind of talk out this invitation, send them to the website. What can they expect that day? What's going to happen when homeschoolers come out on December 1st and check out Montreat? Yeah, I think I think my encouragement is come, come and look. Get us on the short list. Get us on the visit list, and come and taste and see, and and kick the tires and ask the hard questions. And you'll look through the lens of of skepticism because we, we understand that about the homeschool community. I mean, my wife and I homeschooled along the way as well. We weren't K through 12 all the way, but we did some homeschooling with our four kids. And we've been in that community. And so, like, ask yourself, is this authentic? Mm-hmm. Is this real? Is this the kind of place where I can trust my son or daughter to have a really great higher education experience? And um, I think you should ask that question about any place that you visit. Yeah. But you've got to go visit. You can't do it from the website. You can't do it from just looking at a brochure. You've got to go and talk to people. And that's what makes Montreat special. It's not the mountains. It's not the 108-year history. It's not all the Billy Graham stuff. It's the people. That's what makes Montreat special. So come and get to know the people. Do people need to uh, sign up? Do they need to go to the website, Paul? How do they actually kind of officially get on the list? Yeah, go to montreat.edu, and um, there is a uh, homeschool discovery day. You said December 1. Is that the date? Yeah. December one and and sign up and come and and we will we, we look forward to hosting you. Yeah, that'll that'll be awesome. And uh, I'll be here broadcasting that day. I think we're going to do the show uh, with a bit of an audience, which will be fun. And uh, in the name of the Lord and Montreal College, I'll throw as many people under the bus as I can that day, which which is fun. And and we all are on the same page. Alex, I appreciated what you were talking about. You got to challenge people. Why do you believe what you say you believe? Uh, the Truth Project, which the folks on the family put out years ago, I've taught eight or nine or ten times. And do you really believe that what you say you believe is really real? You got to push back on that. It's coming, and it doesn't get challenged often enough in the church. Uh, kids are afraid to express their doubts because they're worried about judgment, and so they, we kind of push them through the play-doh machine, assuming everything's fine because they went to youth camp and they went to a good Christian school, and we homeschooled them and all that stuff. Don't buy that, friends. I'm telling you, I've taught over a thousand homeschool students in the last eleven years. I know what I'm talking about. You cannot assume that everything's fine. You should actually assume in the opposite direction and think there's probably some holes in this cheese, and but we need to continue the process. And uh, you can do that here at Montreal College. So that's Friday, December first. I'll be here myself. We'll be back again next month. Paul, thanks so much for calling in, buddy. We look forward to doing the show with you, I think, on campus next time next month. But thank you so much for calling in, buddy. I look forward to seeing you. 
Thanks so much. You're welcome. We'll talk again. That was Paul Maurer, as in power, the president of Montreal College. And Alex, great having you so much for uh, for sharing and being a part of the conversation. Good being here. You're very welcome. And uh, Rachel, I'm still trying to forgive you for your crack about coming out here. <laughs> but, but thank you Doesn't so much. Uh, it's obvious that you guys love students, love the Lord, and love Montreal. So we're excited to have you here. And, and thanks so much for sharing today. Thanks for having us. Uh, very important. Montreal college ladies and gentlemen uh don't be an idiot don't be a fool check it out and come out here on december 1st this is steve noble on the steve noble show god willing i'll talk to you again real soon and like my dad always used to say ever forward